This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor David Kogel. Entitled the message today in times like these. Boy, what a time we're living in, amen? I've heard a lot of people say, well, I cannot wait for 2020 to be over and 2021 to come in. Well, you know, I, I can't either, but I, I got I'm probably not real good news for you. I'm not sure 2021 is going to start off too good either, the way it's looking. But I also got better news for you. That's that much closer to be Jesus is coming back. Things I believe are going to change before too much longer. And so I believe you just uh, hang on to the Lord. And they need to trust in him, depend upon him, and read that Bible they sang about. Uh, and for those of you that need hope today in Jesus, I believe the message will speak to you as well. It can be a message to begin with. It sounds kind of like uh, that, you know, it's a downer type of thing because we realize everything that's going on today. But I don't want it to, to mean that. I do want you to be aware, like you, many of you are, of what we're living in and what's happening today. But years ago, a woman wrote a song in one of the most trying times of that time, and that was during World War II. And she wrote that song, and it became one of the most beloved hymns of the church. And probably a lot of you may not even know that song, but some of you that are as old as I am and older, you, you may remember that. And that song was entitled, In Times Like These. And we'll be talking about that a little bit, but I want you to notice today in our text some wording that we have in Second Timothy chapter 3. Notice verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Notice that word perilous. We'll talk about it. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, trady, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Does that sound familiar today? We're certainly living in those days. We're seeing it come to pass in our day. We indeed are living in perilous times. What does perilous mean? Perilous means dangerous or hazardous. And my goodness, we are certainly living in those times when things can be dangerous and hazardous. You know, even as I look around at our congregation today, who would ever thought that I'd be preaching to folks that are wearing masks on their face and we're trying to space apart and distance ourselves apart? Who would ever thought we have come to that kind of a day and the things we have to go through? Never before in my lifetime have I ever faced anything like COVID-19. Many people live in fear every day. Am I going to catch that? Is that virus going to be affect me? And many of us know people already, 
personally that have been affected by that. And it does bring fear many times in our life. I I think about the things that COVID-19 has altered in our lives. Even our recreational time that we spend outside of the home and we try to go and do where we have to pick certain things that we have to do certain things and we're, we're even scared to go to the certain places and do those things. And our workplaces that's been affected. Many people have had not been able to work or they've had to continue their work from home or whatever it was, it changed that. And now look at even where we practice coming to church. We had a time where we couldn't even do that for a little while. But now we try to make some adjustments. We try to do some things that are safe. And, and thank God we can have our church service in here today. Places where you go and shop. Many times things have changed. Let me tell you, the other day I was in a store and I was down one of the aisles and all of a sudden I hear two ladies and one of them saying, you need to put a mask on. And the other one said, I can't wear a mask. I've got a medical reason I can't wear this mask. And the other lady says, I work in the medical field and you don't have no reason. By that time, I'm peeping around the corner to see if they can start swinging at each other. And then it got into some words that I certainly can't use from the pulpit today. And the poor little fellow working the cash register, they were in the line. He was steady backing up, boy. I think he thought maybe this is my last day here on the job. I don't know. But it was crazy. And some of the things we've heard, people get in, get in fights over these things. And, you know, washing our hands, that's always been a good practice, but now you really need to do that. And we find ourselves doing that over and over again. We're hearing words and phrases that we've never used before. Coronavirus, pandemic, social distancing, community spread, herd immunity, flattening the curve, and PPE, and many, many more of things we've never heard these phrases and words before. I think that uh, you and I can agree this morning, we are living in perilous times. And perilous times financially as well. You know, never can I remember in history when we would have things mentioned in our country and around the world and really shutting down the very economy and trying to pick things now back up and trying to continue to go on. It's been a very hard thing to do, but, you know, praise God, I think things are starting to look a little bit better. We're able to do a little bit more, a few things that we haven't been able to do. But then I turn on the news and they tell me, well, in the fall, we could have another rush of it. We could have more of it. We could find ourselves back in some of the same predicament. You know, we, you hear all of these things about what can take place. And and I find myself just saying, you know what? God's in control and I'm just going to depend upon Him and I'm going to look to Him and I'm going to trust in Him because He's the one that's got it in control. Amen. You know, a lot of people thinking, well, we got the election coming up. Someone told me the other day, I'm worried that America will will not be like America was anymore. 
We certainly need to pray for our country. We need to pray for our leaders in our country. We need to lift them up in prayer. But, you know, as I watch these things that are taking place all around us, and I see things like shooting of unarmed black people or lawlessness or the mayhem that we have in our cities today. I mean, I've never seen such hatred coming out today. And you see these things going on all around you and you think for a moment, what in the world is it coming to here? I tell you what it's coming to in the end times, the last days. We know the Bible says that these things are going to pass, come to pass. So we are living in perilous times. And so it was like, I would say, maybe not the very same thing today as it was back then in World War II. But for some of our veterans, you remember some of the things that we were going through and some of the things that happened. But in that perilous time, this song was written by Ruth K. Jones, and she entitled it, In Times Like These. And she wrote that song at one of the lowest points of the war, of, of going on with the, uh, with the world at that particular time. World War II was bogged down and they were, they were in Italy and other countries. The war was going nowhere. The economy was going nowhere and everything was being rationed out. And so the Lord gave her this song. And she began to pin it down, and it goes like this. In times like these, you need a Savior. In times like these, you need an anchor. Be very sure, be very sure your anchor holds and grips a solid rock. The Course says this, this rock is Jesus. Yes, he's the one. This rock is Jesus. He's the only one. And then she said, be very sure, be very sure your anchor holds and grips a solid rock. I want to take the words of that lovely song and use them as a springboard for my message today in times like these. And I want the message to encourage you today. I wanted to lift you up. I want to let you know that God knows in times like these, we need him. And God's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. And we can depend upon him. I want to begin with our first point today, and that is this in that song. In times like these, you need a Savior. Let me ask you this question this morning. Do we need a Savior? You know, I've talked to people about the Lord and I, and I kind of phrased it that way to them. I said, you know what? You need a savior in your life. And they would say it like this. Why do I need it? What am I need saving from? Why do I need a savior? I've got money. I've got a job. I've got good health. Why do I need a savior? What are you talking about? And they don't comprehend what I'm trying to get across here because yes, they may be in good shape today. They may be health, healthy wise today. They may be financially secure today. But you know what? Tomorrow when the man says, I'm going to lay you off from work, guess what? They may need a savior. 
When, when they wake up and they get a call from the doctor that gives them a report that they didn't like and didn't understand and they were shocked by, you know what? They need a savior. They need help. They need prayer. So yes, we do need a savior. And who is this savior? I'm thankful I can tell them. It's Jesus Christ. He's the savior of the world. He's the one that came and died for us. Why do we need a Savior? Well, I'd like to answer that today by saying this. We need a Savior because, first of all, we're guilty of sin. We're born in sin. All of us. I'm not going to meet one person in this world that's born into this world and they're born saved and righteous and on their way to heaven. I'm not going to meet them like that. But the Bible says in Romans... And it tells us Romans 3.23, and most of you know this verse. For how many? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that takes away the excuse to say, I don't need a Savior, amen. That takes away the thought that saying, you know what, I'm a pretty good guy. I've lived a good life. I've really done well on treating other people right. And I've tried to abide by the laws of the land. But you know what? That won't save them. None of that will. They need a Savior. We all need a Savior. That verse says this, we have come short. Come short of the glory of God. You fall short of God's standard of holiness. We all do. We are sinners. God can't allow sin in His presence. And so we have to get rid of that sin, but thank the Lord he's provided that way for us to do that. We also need a Savior because of God's judgment. You know, there is a judgment day coming, isn't it? There's coming a day when we all will be judged. And even as Christians will be judged for the things we've done as a Christian. But most of all, for the for the world that's unsaved today, they don't realize, hey, there is a judgment day. I am going to stand before God one day. The Bible says every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall do what? Confess. So there is coming that day. John 3.36, you remember Jesus had that conversation with Nicodemus. And he told him like this, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, but he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. I don't know about you, but I don't want the wrath of God. <laughs> People don't comprehend what the wrath of God means. But it isn't a slap on the, on the wrist, I can tell you that. It's a whole lot worse than that. But thank God we don't have to See that wrath of God if we make the decision we need to. It's very clear. Either you believe on the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ today and have everlasting life, or you don't believe in Him. And God's wrath will be laid up in store for you. We need a Savior today because of our final destination. What is your final destination? Well, for the lost today, it's hell. You won't hear that preached from many pulpits today. We love to preach on heaven. I do too. <laughs> Hell's not a, not a topic that we like to discuss, but folks, it's just as real as heaven is. 
I mean, if you're going to preach heaven, you need to preach hell. Amen? And the world needs to know that. The world needs to realize that God talked about that. And in the vision of judgment, John gave us these words, and they're very clear. Revelation 20, they'll get them on the screen there. 14 and 15. And he said it like this. He said, death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. But look at verse 15. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. It, it was, that's clear cut, isn't it? I mean, it wasn't, well, whosoever wasn't written, well, well, we'll check on that. We'll see about that. Maybe we can change that. No, when, when God opens up those books, either your name's there or it isn't. And the destination is for sure. I want to ask you this question this morning. In these perilous times that Timothy talked about here in 2 Timothy, God forbid that anyone here would come down with this coronavirus and die. But it's happened, hasn't it? Many have died. And my question to you is, if you came down with this virus and you died, where would you go? What is your destination? You see, a lot of people think, well, you know, I got plenty of time because I'm going to grow to be an old age and I'll make that decision when I get down the road. But with this virus here and many other things, it don't even take this virus, does it? You could go out there in this automobile today and your destination is going to be secured if you leave this world. So what what is it going to be today? What have you decided? Do you need a Savior? You sure do. Thank God there is a Savior. Thank God He has provided something for us to receive, and that's Him. He's died for our sins. He came to this earth. He lived a sinless life, and He died on that cross. You know, the Bible says it over and over again. If you'll turn from sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, he said he would forgive that sin and he'd be your savior. I wonder if you've ever done that. And I'll encourage you to think about that. And as we get towards the end of the service today, you'll have that opportunity to receive him as your savior. But look with me secondly this morning. That song continues to say it like this, the second phrase. In times like these, we need a Savior, but in times like these, we need an anchor. Christian, I I want you to really grasp that wording this morning. In times like these, we need an anchor. What does an anchor do? A ship's anchor is a good example. It will keep that ship steady, It will keep it secure. I don't care if the winds are blowing. I don't care if the waves get big. I don't care what's happening all around it. If that ship has a good, firm anchor in the bottom, wherever they're sailing, it will at least keep them there from blowing all over the place, from ending up in some rocks and ending up crashing, ending up overturned. That anchor is what they need to depend upon. And in times, Christian, of trouble, trial, 
In this perilous world that we live in today, folks, we need an anchor, and that anchor is Jesus, amen. Anchor speaks of security. Isn't it good to be secure in Christ? We can be secure. If you think about it, everything in this world is insecure. You say, well, I'm dependent on my social security. I wouldn't put all your eggs in one basket, amen. You may think I've got a secure job. I've been there for years. What have a lot of people found out lately? Maybe they don't have a job. One accident on your job can make you jobless. You may think, well, my health is secure. I eat healthy. I do healthy things. I try to exercise. I try to do all those things. I'm going to have a healthy life. Listen, I've seen people that seem to be the picture of health. And the next day they find out something's going on in their body they didn't know about. COVID-19 and you could be one of the unfortunate ones to have long-term effects about it. We never know. But the truth of the matter is, yes, we're living in the last days, I believe. We're living in perilous times. We're living in all these things that we see all around us where nothing seems to be secure. But let me tell you something. In Jesus, you have security. Can I get an amen? In Jesus, you not only have a Savior, but you have security. How do you know that? Well, you have the security of Jesus' presence forever. You know the verse in Hebrews 13, 5. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I will never do that. I will never leave thee. Folks, isn't that good to know that? No matter what I do, no matter where I go, Christ's presence will not leave me nor forsake me. If Jesus is your Savior today, you're secure in Him. You're secure in knowing Him. He will guide you. He'll lead you no matter what's going on or what trial you're going through. You also have the security that you will never have to fear God's eternal judgment that wrath that I was talking about a minute ago. You know, isn't that amazing just to have that in the back of your mind all the time? That, hey, I don't know how I'm going to leave this world. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know tomorrow what's going to take place, but I do know this. My name's written down, and it's secure. Nothing can happen, and I'll escape anything of the judgment that will come. Amen. That's good security there. It's good to know. The promises that he makes to us. John 10, 28 is a great promise. He said, and I give unto them eternal life. You see that word eternal? That means everlasting, doesn't it? They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Let me tell you, folks, if you're in in Christ today, you're secure. You're secure. He has a strong hand, I can tell you that. You never need to fear hell. You don't need to fear because he promised that he'd never leave us and that we have that place secure in him. You have the security of God's eternal love. Let me tell you something, folks. A lot of times we find people that 
think love us in this world, but we find out a little bit different later on many times. That love isn't very strong. But Jesus' love is secure. It's strong. Paul writes again, once again, and he gives us a list of things that keep, that we know God's love is going to be secure. Romans 8, 38 and 39. I am persuaded. You know, isn't that good to know you can be persuaded? You ever had somebody be persuaded about something? You can't change your mind? I know for a fact. You can't change my mind on it. I know for sure. Well, that's what Paul is trying to get across to us. I know neither death, nor life, nor angels, principalities, nor powers, nor things present. That could be COVID, amen. Nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to what? Separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. No separation in that love. You say, well, I may do some things the Lord doesn't care for. Yes, we do. We're human. We, we do things. We get off on the wrong track sometimes. But that doesn't stop God's love for us. I thank the Lord for that today. That's why I feel like anyone that walks through these doors, I don't care what they're into. I don't care what they're doing. God loves them just like he loved me. And he died for them just like he died for me. I'm no better than you. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Amen. Thank God for his love, the greatest security you can have in this world. That no matter what goes on in this world, no matter what takes place in this world. Listen, folks, I I don't care who's going to be the president next year. That doesn't matter. I don't care if the economy sinks or if it has a V-shape like they talk about or the country becomes socialistic. No one thing can separate us from the love of God. What a promise. Let me tell you something. Our joy should not depend on who's president. Come on. Our joy shouldn't depend on whether the stock market's up or down. And it surely shouldn't depend on what we see on the news. My wife fusses at me all the time because I I watch the news and I even record every newscast every day. And she says, why do you do that? It's so depressing. And it is sometimes. But I don't have time to be there when the news comes on. Many times I'm doing something else. So I'll record the news. I'll come back later on and i watch the news And guess what? It's the same old thing almost every day. Once in a while, I'll get a good story in there. But you know, instead of getting depressed, this is what I do. When I watch it, I link it to the Bible. And when I see things on the news that line up with the Bible, it makes me say, praise the Lord, we're getting that much closer, amen. (laughs) It's just the sign of these times. It's just things that are coming to pass. We can be sure that things that we see today are pointing, I believe, to Christ's return. And I think that we need to realize this, and listen to me, some of the greatest Christian movements that have taken place in our country grew out the midst of famines, wars, and plagues. So instead of shaking your head saying, 
I don't know what's going to happen next. Let's do this. Maybe this will point someone to Christ. Maybe this will have an effect on people. And I believe it has. I believe more people are tuned in online than ever have watched before. I believe people that have have never thought about Christ and His return are looking to that today. I believe opportunities are opening up for you and me to reach the world today, for people that are questioning about what's going on in our world today. Folks, I believe some good things can come out of it if we'll just look to the Lord and depend upon Him. The promises of God are just as valid today, just as valid in COVID-19 as it was when we didn't have COVID-19. They haven't changed. And I believe that we need to realize Jesus offers something that people are looking for today. They're looking for a Savior. They're looking for security. They're looking for things that can change in their life. They're looking for the joy of Jesus in their life. And if they'll block out all the bad news and turn off the TV for a while and get that family Bible out and get around the table, some things will happen in your life. And some changes will come. We can't tune in the devil all day long and expect God to move in our life and be heavenly minded today. We got to get our mind on heavenly things. Amen. The third thing this morning is this. And that song says in times like these, we need the Savior. We certainly need security, but we need this. We need the scriptures. We need the scriptures. The second verse of that song says, in times like these, you need the Bible. (laughs) You need the Bible. Why do we need that Bible? Because it's our roadmap. It's the words of God, the inspired word of God. If we want to know what's going to happen tomorrow and the next day, the next year, if the Lord tarries, it's in here, amen. It tells us what has previously happened, what's going to happen. And if we'll read the Bible and we'll need to say, hey, I need to understand the Bible. Listen, I don't want to be dogmatic about it. I'm certainly not going to set no date about it. But I will tell you this. I believe we're living in the days where this generation may see the coming of Jesus. I really do. Go back to your texts. Put that back up on the screen, Second Timothy, and let's look at those latter verses there. In the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Boy, we're certainly seeing that today. It's all about me. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, trady, Heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Look at verse 5. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Have you ever seen a lot of that today? A form of godliness? People that look like they're serving God, say they know God, say they believe in God, but yet deny the power that God can do. Verse 6, for of this sort are they which crept into houses and led captive silly women laden with sins. 
led away by diverse lusts. Verse 7, look at it, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. We have never lived in a day where we have so much available to our minds just like that. And we can learn, we can hear, we can read, we can let things soak in our mind. Let me tell you something, everything you see on on the internet isn't true. Everything you read about in books isn't true. Everything that you hear people say certainly isn't true. Because there's a lot of things out there that we don't need in our minds, amen. But they come on in anyway. And we need to realize we're living in a world where I think people are getting so much knowledge and having so much availability to things right away. You know what? They feel like they don't need God. I mean, hey, I can find out, I can Google anything I want, find out the answer. Why do I need to talk to God about it? We're living in that world, ever learning. But look what he said, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Folks, this is the only place you're going to get the truth. The truth. God will never lie to you in his word, will he? So we certainly need the scriptures there. We need the Bible. We need to understand it. We need to follow it. We need to depend upon it. We need the scriptures in our life. Folks, those of you that have still have children, and most of us have grandchildren now, I want to raise them up in the world where I can teach them about Jesus. I want to, I want to be able to sit down and tell them, hey, you know, this is what God says. Right, we, we're watching our little grandson learn, learn verses. It's so, so funny. He'll come running down the steps and say his verse, you know, he learned. I'm thinking, man, isn't that wonderful? They're getting to know what God's Word says. I thank the Lord for for folks that are teaching these words to them, verses to them. But listen, we're, we're living in a day that every phase of life, government, education, entertainment, they are conspiring to try to influence our children and young people in the way they want them to go. And they're soaking that in. They're listening to the conversation, to the theories, to all the things that the world has to offer. And those things are promoted by Satan himself, I believe. What, what is his job? John 10.10 10, The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Sounds like a wonderful person I want to know. And yet he that's what he's doing today. Aren't you glad for the rest of that verse? I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Folks, we need to realize every day for our grandchildren and children, Satan wants to steal them from us. He wants to destroy them. And it's only when we bring them to Jesus, we show them the Scriptures, and they begin to know what Christ is all about when they come of age. Folks, Satan wants to enslave your kids. Jesus wants to give them life and change them. No wonder we're seeing in the world a generation today that does whatever they want to do and however they want to do it. For the most part, we, we have a lot of good kids. I thank the Lord for our Christian school. 
I thank the Lord for folks that are parents and grandparents that take the time to gather around that table and talk to them about God. But John 8.32 says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. There's a lot of folks that need set free today. Jesus is that embodiment of truth, the living form. The Bible's the truth in written form, and we need it today. It's only as our kids find Jesus and they learn the Scriptures, they'll find freedom in their life. We also need the Bible to teach people about reaching your Jerusalem for Christ. Listen, he puts it plain and simple in Romans ten seventeen: Faith cometh by hearing. He didn't stop there, though. You know, isn't it, isn't it great that God equips us? Faith cometh by hearing. That's by you and me opening our mouth and telling someone about Christ. You say, well, I don't do that because, you know, I'm... I get confused and I don't know what to say. That's why you got this. Hearing by the Word of God. So open up your Word. Take the Word with you. When you know you're going to talk to someone about Christ, even get the Word inside. Hide it in your heart. Only as we teach the truths found in the Word of God can people be saved. Only as we tell others what God's Word said can they be saved. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Lastly this morning, in times like these, the second line of the of the verse of that song says, Be not idle. Be not idle. That means we need service. We need service. You know, when there's trouble, when there's things like they talk about in the Word today, perilous times, Never before is it so important that we go into the vineyard and we tell people about Jesus. I mentioned it at the beginning of my message. We are living in a time when I believe people are searching for answers. Why is this happening? What's going on in our world today? Why is this taking place? And we can show them, we can tell them it's a sign of the end times. Christ said it would take place. These things didn't catch God by surprise. COVID wasn't something that caught God by surprise. He knew all about it. And we need to reach people for Jesus. Service is very important today. You know, I thought about that. What did COVID do? It really, it secluded people many times, in many ways. We have to wear our mask. I can't even see the smile on your face this morning when you got a mask on. I can't even go back in and enjoy fellowship with you at the end of the service. I can't do a lot of things that we used to do. One thing Buford Road was always noted for, people told me over again, it was such a friendly church. And that means a lot to be friendly to people. I've been in, I've been in places of worship when nobody spoke to me from the back to the front. But when you came in this place, somebody's going to speak to you. Many people are going to shake your hand and some of them won't even hug your neck. But this thing is, we can't do that no more. And I know the devil is probably jumping up and down thinking, hey, you know, that, that's, that's good. But it shouldn't stop you and me from picking up the telephone, amen? 
It shouldn't stop us from getting on our knees and praying for people and sharing with people what they what God can do in their life. But we're living in that type of community and that type of situation today. God help us in these perilous times not to lose heart. Don't get so caught up in COVID-19 that you forget about their souls that still need to be saved. Aren't you thankful we've had people join in the church and souls saved during this pandemic? And I'm so thankful for that today. There have been many churches that just probably still not having service. Maybe they don't have it at all. Someone was telling me the other day in the state of Virginia, there are over 200 churches that need pastors right now. Can't find them. Can't get them. Isn't that something? It's people starving for the Word of God. They need it. And we're living in days that we're seeing this happen. But I'm so thankful in times like these, we don't need to be idle. We need to still be about the Father's business. You know, the Bible told us, let us put aside every sin, every weight that doth so easily beset us. What does that mean? That means that things can come in your life that make you think, hey, I'm, I'm going to take a rest. I'm going to take a bench. I'm going to take a back seat. I'm going to take a break on God for a while. Folks, we don't need people to take a break on God. We need to step out on the front lines, amen, and still reach people for Jesus. You know, I, you watch those political ads on TV, or how many of you are glad to see political ads on TV? <laughs> Well, one thing I noticed about these ads, those people are sincere about what they're saying and doing. I mean, they're, they're putting thousands and thousands of dollars out there to have an ad on TV. Why? Because they believe in the cause that they're doing. They believe in what they stand for. And they're going to do everything they can to reach you and hope that they get your vote. My goodness, I wish God's people were that diligent about our message, amen? Because let me tell you something, our message is more important than any political ad. But you'll be surprised how many people think, oh, it's just not that important, someone else will do it. Listen, because we believe God can work in their life, because we're serious about Jesus Christ, it's worth our time, it's worth our effort to continue to be not idle, but busy for the Lord. You listen to Pastor David Kogel. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.